I love inside jokes. Love to be a part of one someday. People just need to chill out a little bit on some of this stuff. 60% of the time, it works every time. For the children. Hey, freaks. This is the Brian Suits Show. AM hey, 770 KTTH. Special message just to people in Whatcom County and Skagit County. I-5 is closed around the Marysville uh, area, so you'll, you'll want to uh, give your brain a chance and uh, <clears throat> take uh, uh, the exit for 532 over to Arlington. Where, uh, And I'm telling you that just to prepare you because uh, Highway 9 uh, in Arlington is, is now backed up because all the I-5 traffic is being de- detoured onto 9, which is, you know, two lanes. And I'm I'm looking. It's just I I don't see as I'm looking at a, a Washington State DOT camera. I'm not seeing uh, wacky weather, and I don't believe it's freezing uh, up there. But anyway, there was a fatality motorcycle accident. All of I five is closed, nor- just north of Marysville, and uh, they're going to start turning people around. But everyone's detouring on to nine, so that's your workaround. So anyway, late start. You're going to miss today's uh, sales meeting. Just uh, call ahead because you, you know this now. That's what I'm saying on that one. But And just just tune in to the Brian Stewart Show here for a Tuesday morning. And I stand corrected. How how stupid do you feel when you find out that there's actually 31 days in January? Pretty, pretty damn stupid. You're trying to speed up the calendar again, and they're not having any. Well, how many days are in February? Uh, one of them has only 30. Depends on whether or not it's a leap year. It does. That's not a thing. Do you but, know the trick you can do with the days of the month on your knuckles and your hand? Okay, hold up, hold up your right hand. Uh huh. Okay. Start with your right pinky finger. Wait, what do you mean? Start with what? You mean count? Count. Okay. Okay. So th- each knuckle is thirty-one days. So you have January and the first knuckle, February and March is thirty-one, and just go knuckle to knuckle, and you go thirty-one, thirty, thirty-one, thirty, thirty-one, thirty. Did you know that little trick? I did not. And then, and then that when seems you, pretty elaborate, to just <laughs> rather than just memorizing. When, it. when you get to the pointer finger, you count it twice. So we say January, in, uh, point, uh, index January, finger. July, July, August, both have thirty-one days, and then you go backwards. It's it's a beautiful trick. You're gonna have to show me because I'm I'm not understanding. Uh, no, this is um, not a visual medium. <clears throat> Well, breaking news, everybody, the plane wreckage of Amelia Earhart may have been found in the Pacific. So while I'll be here, when you're done Googling Amelia Earhart, just remember, this happens every 10 years. Not a years. moment too soon. I know, like every 10 years. This is like almost 100 years <laughs> it happens. she disappeared. Um, and the, I got to say, I'm, I'm going to call a kabuki a kabuki on, on this one, but... I do I do think that impeaching Mayorkas is a bit of kabuki because they will they'll just get another Mayor, another grinning gargoyle in there and it doesn't make any progress on the border. I would like to make progress on the border, but I also know that there's a reality of a political win and uh and the border issue is the hottest Republican issue for right now. Unless the president gets us in a war, and then we natural our natural inclination to support the president uh, happens, and and the whole thing, because if the House votes to impeach the guy, the Senate's not gonna the Senate's gonna try him. They're they're gonna find him not guilty. There there's no way he's gonna be impeached and drummed out of uh, Homeland Security. Um, so there there's that. Uh, but but it looks good. But this is the most blatant case of you know look good instead of you know be good. But as long as you all you know understand that the path to winning 
is keeping that issue alive and the the burgeoning, uh, you know, Texas and all the Republican governors versus uh, the federal government. Th that's huge. I mean, and again, that's that's Abbott. That's Greg Abbott doing the GOP's work for them. And so now maybe you might get uh, a moment like this from from last year where you have you have Mayorkas up there wasting time. You have a congressman trying to get an answer out of him. Uh, about, look, is the border secure or not? And he divides it into nine sectors, and he won't answer yes or no. Are very complex and dynamic. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to take from that that if you can't answer yes, then the answer is no. That is, that is not true. All right, so then you're saying true. all nine are secure. It is my testimony that the border is secure, and we are working every day, day and night, it's one of those things where, you know, the congressman gets three minutes. And so the person behind the mic, the person in the spotlight has to sit there and say, that's a very nuanced issue. And that has to do with, you know, and that's, that's what he did. But but the congressman from Oklahoma who, who got him did finally nail him down. Um, and so that that's where we, we get that from. But it is my testimony. And it's obviously a guy who's not in touch with his own uh, mandate. It is my testimony that the border is secure and we are working every day. And then blah, blah, blah. And uh, so between him saying that and last month, uh, 302,000 people in just December, you know, crossing. And the the uh, the update there is, you know, what the, the senator from Oklahoma, Lankford, who's all for it. I don't know what he's getting for that, but you can't even read the text of the bill. They're promising that when, when that's out, you'll have 72 hours, but we already know that some of the things in there include that this is not a border security deal. This is not the best deal we've ever had. <clears throat> this is you leaving the mag the electromagnet is being kept on, but you're just allowing 5,000 people per day to get to it. So, I mean, part, part of the problem is that we're shining the light. I mean, we're giving people reason to come. If, if anyone... Uh, in Costa Rica or El Salvador uh, ever had the inkling of sneaking into America with their family, if there was a deterrent, it was, no, they're just going to catch you and deport you back to Mexico. That's gone now. And so th that would go a long way. You know, all the executive orders, all the asylum and the whole thing, you know, getting the mayor of New York out there saying you're ruining my city is not going to not going to do it. But. Uh, anyway, I I heard. Do I, did you beep out Joy Reid? Yes, I did. I because. But what's funny is this is when, when we say open mic. It's not just open mic. It's what she's really thinking. But but on MSNBC, she can't do a segment about is Biden about to get us in another war after running, saying that Trump got us in wars and wars are bad or whatever. Um. So so she's gonna run some audio. But she's still miked. What they do at the control room is, okay, go to the Travis Kelsey uh, video. They mute your mic. And this is for people who can't turn their own mics on and off. They mute your mic so that you can sit there and swear and, and be Ron Burgundy. And so anyway, she had a Ron Burgundy moment, but it, it really reveals what she's really thinking. So as they're playing Biden video with the sound, she doesn't know her mic is on. Over the weekend, President Biden said he's ready to take action if Congress is serious about solving the border issue. If that bill were the law today, I'd shut down the border right now and fix it quickly. And Congress needs to get it done. Starting another war. <laughs> Ouch. So that's what she's really thinking. 
and she would rather do a segment on that. But no producer at MSNBC, if she's saying, um, how about a segment on uh, Biden stumbling his way into a war? No, they're not going to put that on there. Um, so there, there is that. And so what? what is, is AOC on genocide? Is she for it or against it? She walked right up to the line of calling what Israel is doing in Gaza a genocide, but didn't use the term itself. She oh, was pressed on Do you agree issue. with that word genocide, that the president's been supporting a genocide, or does that go too far? I think what we are seeing right now throughout the country is that young people are appalled at the violence and the indiscriminate loss of life. We are not just seeing 25,000 people that have died in Gaza. We are seeing the starvation of, of millions of people, the displacement over, of over 2 million Gazans. We have South Africa that has mounted uh, a court in the ICJ. The ICJ ruled this week that is- They got slapped down. I'll, I'll, I'll fast forward for you. Israel has a grave responsibility to prevent genocide. But they're still I, that it was not genocide. They're still the determining whether it's a genocide. Do you think that they are term still is determining given it. that it's still under investigation? I believe that they are. They're still determining it. But she's a slightly more attractive Greta Thunberg, only on a federal salary. At this point, I, I throw soup on her. I would throw soup on her. By golly, I mean not hot soup. I mean cold soup, like such as the kind that you throw on the Mona Lisa or a Van Gogh. So. Uh, part of the deal is I I I, um, I mean by by the deal I mean Twitter, on Twitter formerly Twitter I did retweet video from a hospital in the West Bank, you know different Palestinian you know crew there but Hamas still active, and the several elements of uh, is Israeli law enforcement are dedicated to infiltrating Hamas and knowing what the, they know before they know it and listening in on their phones and, and all this. So anyway, some Hamas guys were in a hospital. And this is, again, this is par for the course. This is in the manual. Tell the UN they won't get to deliver $1 of aid unless they go through Hamas. And then Hamas gets to uh, approve all the hires. That's how you get UN employees who are part of the massacre from October 7th. Because they, they, they have no line on that stuff. They don't understand... Uh, that that's off limits. They don't get that because that limits their ability to kill Jews. And, then, and th that makes sense to them. So they're meeting in a hospital in the West Bank uh, this morning and a, a Israeli secret police for, you know, uh, uh, the Israeli equivalent of a all-encompassing FBI is called the Shin Bet. Okay. And it's effectively, it's a deep undercover um, uh, Israeli uh, law enforcement agency, and they have a they have a direct action group called Yamam, and they came into this hospital in Jenin this morning, dressed as doctors, nurses, and a guy in a wheelchair. And as it turns out, they were not doctors, nurses, and a guy and guys in a wheelchair because Hamas are in the hospital as injured guys who are actually meeting because they're plotting a October 7th-like strike into Israel, but from the West Bank. So they know that because they're listening in on their phones. They're grabbing all their phones. They they know this stuff before the phone can connect. So they come in as just a crew of doctors and nurses taking over for the day shift, and then they reveal their weapons under their robes, and they go in and they whack the Hamas guys and leave.
And then that's and that's what that video is. But and there's even so a guy comes in on a wheelchair. He's sitting on his rifle, gets up and picks up the wheelchair under his arm. And uh, so anyway, um, it'll be it'll be called. <clears throat> it's funny because everyone will react to the Israelis entering undercover uh, uh, as medical personnel and call it a war crime. It's not. And if Israel points out, yeah, but Hamas guys were in there disguised as wounded people planning a massacre like October 7th. Uh, it'll be ignored um, and that. But, hey, it's time to know it all. I want it all, and I want it now. Know it all. First thing. So Boeing, under pressure, has dropped the request for the safety exemption for the 737 MAX 7. Uh, under intense political pressure, Boeing yesterday withdrew its request for an exemption from key safety regulations to allow the 737 MAX to be certified to carry passengers. Now, it's really it's hard to describe, but <clears throat> picture a 737. Now, picture the engines. It, it, the engines uh, from head on are round. In the round first part of the nacelle, there's an anti-icing system that diverts hot air. The safety exemption is that if there's not, if you're not in icy conditions and you run that anyway, it can possibly make the engine start shedding bits of engine, which is bad. And that was the exemption they wanted. They wanted to put a giant red pilot's note, you know, in front of the cockpit. Do not run the super unsafe uh, de-icing system if you're not in super unsafe ice or whatever. Uh, we have informed the FAA that we are withdrawing our request for a time-limited exemption relating to the engine inlet de-icing system on the 737. We will instead incorporate an engineering solution that will be completed during the certification process, said Guy, who says things uh, for, for Boeing. Because they, Boeing now is in damage control mode. They're in triage mode. They know that any sort of, I mean, everybody is getting on a 737 shooting video out on the wing. And people that don't understand how flaps work are going to think the wing is falling apart. Why is something. the thing moving? Um, why are they going backwards? It's going to fall off, you know, or whatever. What 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 do you fly, by the way? Yeah, good question. I flew with the family down to SoCal over the weekend, 737 in, South and a 737 North. I have to in, say- Into where? SeaTac to where? Uh, first trip was SeaTac to LAX. Oh, and amateur. And Palm Springs Airport back up to okay. SeaTac. But uh, it did feel, Brian, like the 737s we were on were just taken out of mothballs and put on the runway. These were old 737s because I think Alaska probably- refresh their whole fleet with those maxes and now those are all grounded because the so door plug is i, I look at the off. overhead compartments i'm like those look like they're 40 years old, old so but we made it there and back again safe did you uh, remember uh, southwest you went down no no we took alaska oh, oh, both, both ways okay, and one of our flights uh, got canceled because the max was grounded when do you recall when southwest had that that uh that row that was facing each other the party row? Yes, vaguely. It was, it was behind uh, the wing. Those were fun. But if you're on one of those for Southwest, that's an old plane. Mm -hmm. That is an old uh, fuselage I, on that. I know someone who that's, will... That's because we can't have fun anymore. I know someone who will look up what year the plane was built before they fly. Do you think that's advised? Or th those uh, things are safe even I if mean, I, I, I want to see how many takeoffs and landings it has. Uh -huh. because, because you can refurb a plane. I mean... You know what? We're talking about these air to air refuelers that are flying to uh, Cotter right now from Spokane and Nebraska. 
Those are from 1959, but they've been remade and re, re, refurbished, refurbished and the whole thing, re-engined, everything. There's B-52s. Uh, that were flown by pilots' grandpas. I mean, literally, there's there's the Air Force has identified pilots whose grandpa flew that same plane, and taught that Ho Chi Minh a thing or two about a thing or two. And I, I will just say, commercial airlines still the safest way to travel. It's remarkable. It's incredible that we, that we haven't had a a in the past decade there hasn't been an enormous uh, uh, disaster in domestic flights. The American commercial airline flying is the um, safest on earth because we have an aviation culture because most of those pilots were washing airplanes when they were 14 and getting a little little ride and stuff like that that doesn't exist that's why there's there's one particular continent where they they put really really brilliant people in the airliners but it tends to be because their father is an influential judge or party official or something that like that that is not real and that, I don't like those airlines and uh, stuff like that. Um, and <clears throat> thing, what's that? That's thing. What is the big thing? Second huh? thing. The official story. Th- second thing. Uh, the U.S. mixed up enemy and friendly drones in an attack that killed three troops. And the Washington Post is buying that story. American forces failed to intercept a drone on a U.S. base in Jordan on Sunday amid confusion about the aircraft's identity. President Biden blamed Iran-backed militias and is facing pressure. And again, to put it simply. Our drones can squawk a IFF, an identification friend or foe, okay? Squawk is a term that means you interrogate it with your radar, and if that comes back, you know what it is. You know what plane it is. An F-15 has it, um, uh, such as an Osprey, such as everyone, all civilian aircraft all have it. Iranian suicide drones don't squawk. So if you squawk that and it nothing comes back, that's a goblin. That's a that's a bad guy coming in coming in hot, especially since you know they're using them in that area. So there's a bigger story, and the administration is avoiding it, and they're relying on dummies uh, who who think that the big deal about the Apache helicopter is because it's a it's a two seater uh, is is happening. Uh, thing three, third thing. <clears throat> Lloyd Austin is back, but he's sitting on one of those red donut pillows. Uh, and- start with my outrage. And- I think you have to sit on one for like two weeks. Sorrow for the death of three brave U.S. troops in Jordan and for the other troops who were wounded. The president and I will not tolerate attack on U.S. forces and we will take all necessary actions to defend the U.S. and our troops. That flies in the face of the facts, by the way, because that was attack number 166. Um, and we, we have struck back at uh, some Iranian militias that are fattening up in Baghdad, but uh, we have we haven't even fixed the can opener to this can of worms. We 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 will not until the first bomb drops. Um, and now the and I guess that would be thing four. Fourth thing: the the tankers flew forward from Germany to uh, Qatar and Kuwait. They're they're in place, and by my count, um, there's. Probably 24 air-to-air KC-135 uh, air-to-air refueling uh, units there. And that indicates a sustained, um, like, week-long air assault that's going to be kicked off um, maybe in a day or two. The reason being that not only do you need the air-to-air refuelers up in the air, a shift of them every all 24 hours, but they get to break, too. 
So you need the backups for the backup. They they break, they come back to Kuwait, they get fixed, and they're not back in the mix until tomorrow. So anyway, it's going to be a sustained, uh, sustained campaign, and that's what the administration wants. But do they want it uh, in a election year? AM seven seventy KTTH. Some Sunday KTTH. Brian Schutz here. Good morning, everybody. So, I don't like that. No, the Bible's against it. Don't idolize uh, Tay Tay. Uh, Taylor Swift is, is is what they're saying. But the conspiracy is that this is all set up. I don't. I don't think that either of them are deep enough thinkers to agree with a. Hey, let's you and I put our star power together to get Biden elected. That I don't know. I mean. Kelsey's already Mr. Pfizer, um, and there, there's a there's a big pushback on the the sort of the the uh, the sort of tech savvy sort of uh, you know on 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 the radar informed uh, middle class guy called Tech Bros, and they're saying like the patron saint is Joe Rogan. And then Elon Musk and uh, and all that, and that among among and I would consider myself a tech bro, that among us tech tech bros, there's a conspiracy theory that that is what's behind the the rise of the Tay Tay. And I'm eh, you jabroni. Yeah, I just I'm I'm sorry, I just don't I don't see either of those being being a uh, a part of that. I, I don't I I I think it's possible that two. Famous wealthy people can meet and, uh, you know, thingy. Uh, and so there, uh, the the other conspiracy, well, not conspiracy, but people are doing the math because she's supposed to be in Japan two weeks from now, and this is this is for the next two weeks this is going to be your Taylor Swift uh, hour. <laughs> yeah, not really. And so, but they're figuring that after her last Tokyo concert, she can get in her personally owned uh, Gulfstream six hundred and fifty ER extended range. And burn some fossil fuels. And be in Vegas in time to get a, a nice nap and be up for the Super Bowl. Like say, I'm, I'm sorry, but if you're that rich, of course you do that. Look, they're clearly and in, you'd sleep on your Gulf Stream. We're justified in talking about this because the whole nation seems to be captivated by Tay Tay and Mister and Kelsey's the idolatry romance and the idolatry, of course. But I will just say, the spotlight is never going to shine brighter on them than it is right now. He's in the Super Bowl. She's at the top of her game coming off this huge world tour. But the real relationship starts when the public eye isn't so sharply focused on you, right? You know what I mean? They can enjoy this and, oh, I'm being featured every week on Sunday afternoon football games. And Kelsey's being featured. He's scoring touchdowns and all this kind of stuff. And isn't it wonderful? But I'm sorry, the the real uh, challenge to a relationship is when nobody's no, one, when no one's start, watching. When they start aging, when he's out of the NFL, when she's, you know, and not the awkward as much silence the at the five star restaurant. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Right. And, and they, and the two of them strike me as the kind of people that are uncomfortable in silence, that they have to fill the void 
there can't be an empty moment where you're like, turns out these are snails. Oh, there's that great line in Pulp Fiction where... A, so you don't pronounce the T, it's es, it's not escargot? A, a real relationship is when you can both just shut the beep up and yeah. sit there in silence, then you know you're in love. Um. So uh, any any anyway. So uh, there, there's that. I I you know like, like I still say the NFL is all for it. They're not going to break it up and say oh Rock, it's a political conspiracy because <clears throat> it's making too much money for them. Well, and I think they're enjoying this because dads all across the country love watching the NFL. And all of a sudden, you've got... You're, you're having time with your daughter. Exactly. 11 to 16-year-old girls now are waiting for the camera to cut over to Taylor after a Kansas City touchdown. So it's a bonding experience for families. And uh, if you're getting in your automobile at 7.30 in the morning, and probably if you're heading down south from Whatcom or Skagit County, this is when you're getting in the car or way earlier if you're smart. But I-5 is still... Closed due to a fatality accident um, at Smoky Point, and the workaround. Clear, clearly, everyone is listening to me and taking the advice. But uh, if you exit I five and go uh, five thirty two to Bryant, like me, but with a T, like you're going to Arlington the back way. Uh, that there are no accidents, but everyone is taking that advice, so they're all uh, on. On uh, on nine to go through Snohomish County the back way and then work work your way to uh, wherever uh, wherever it is that uh, that you're going. Uh, Brian Haywood is the guy who's responsible for uh, that slate of initiatives uh, that we're seeing. Um, and really interesting cat, I got I gotta say, because he's a California refugee, um, and he he left he tunneled out in 2010, but he's not from here originally. Uh, anyway, the unprecedented initiative slate would eliminate, are you ready, the state's new capital gains tax, repeal a landmark climate law, and that's the, the stupid um, pay us money to pollute, and and we're pretty sure you won't pass it on at the pump. And if a state accountant finds that, let's just harass him off the job. That one, yeah. Uh, also, a lot, there's another initiative to allow People to opt out of a long-term care payroll tax and reverse police pursuit restrictions passed in, in recent years by the legislature. And I, my guy, I mean, and I, I, I may have to fly my political flag here and admit I signed every one of them. Um, because I, there was a guy with a bunch of clipboards, and he said, are you registered uh, to vote here? And I said, in America's County, you're damn right I am. And I signed all of them. Um, and... The, the guy, Brian Haywood, what I like about the guy is that he says uh, that he's not, he says, quote, I, I don't crave, I don't need my name to be in the spotlight. My intent was to fix stupid things. That's why I did this. And and he's a, uh, uh, a hedge fund manager, really, really wealthy guy from California, lives in Redmond. Good for him. Never heard his name, didn't know his name. And and I mean, you know, what what's the name that we all associate with initiatives? You know, it's the Tim. And this guy couldn't could not care less uh, uh, about that. And I I did always think that got a, a bit ridiculous, uh, because he became the issue. You know, Brian Haywood's not the issue uh, on those uh, initiatives, and that's how you do it: stay off the radar and just put the initiative in front of people and have the guy, um, you know, yelling uh, "Let cops catch criminals" or whatever, and then you see all the other initiatives. So anyway, um, I'll I I will have much to uh, to think about. Um, because I, I got my uh, I got my ballot in the mail last week, and it's sitting there. It's in my automobile right now. 
Um, though these are not on that. These are on the uh, November um, uh, ballot. But uh, we we have schools to fund or something in uh, America's County. <clears throat> well, I know what you've all been saying. And, and enough teasing. Have we found Amelia Earhart's plane or not? And if history is any uh, guide, the answer is uh, no, um, by the way. And, and I'm sorry, sorry to uh, just hit you with that like that. I'll Maybe what I'll do is I'll soften the blow. Have we really found Amelia Earhart's plane? No. Uh, there, there you go. So anyway, a South Carolina exploratory team claims it may have found the plane Amelia Earhart was flying when she disappeared in 1937. And and this is a rich guy who formed a company to find it. And I mean, you got to be, you have to be this rich to decide that your life pursuit is to find Amelia Earhart's missing plane. The robotic uh, company Deep Sea Vision said in a news release that a sonar image it recorded, quote, in a swath of the Pacific, untouched by known wrecks, close quote. With, and that's me doing the emphasis, could finally put to rest one of the nation's most enduring mysteries. So is her skeleton wearing a leather jacket like behind the control column? No. Did wait and and Greg, you have kids. Have you seen Madagascar um, back to Africa? Not recently. R- remember there's that there's the plane that they fly ha- has like a skeleton pilot and it's, it's like a cliche skeleton, but with a leather jacket with his hands on the wheel. It, it was it was lost in Madagascar. Anyway, it's always cracked me up. And so uh, my crack up has to be your crack up. Uh, that ocean floor image from west of the trailblazing aviator's intended landing point reportedly mirrors quote the unique dual tails and scale of Everett of Earhart's Lockheed Electra, the the un, the uh, iconic uh, uh, twin tail of that early twin engine uh, propeller aircraft. And by the way, I've seen the image that they released. There's no such detail. They they have to Photoshop it and outline what they think is there. If there's something different when you're actually there looking at the screen, it's a different theory. But anyway, Amelia Earhart um, was a big, big deal and an American hero, sort of like a female Charles Lindbergh, only she disappeared in 1937 during a global, global circumnavigation of the Earth, which was a big deal back then, to be able to be the first person to go around the world in four days, you know, was a huge deal. I mean, you know, she was sort of a, a female Neil Armstrong, you know, or something. A female Char- Charles Lindbergh, only she didn't apologize to the Nazis and say that uh, Germany was going to win and all that stuff. Anyway, so she's still beloved and the name is still um, prominent in American history and the uh, that, that, that whole thing. Um, I mean, that whole prominent American history whole thing is what I should say about that. Well, so um, alternating messages. Uh, I don't know. So this is Jake Sullivan. I got to say the National Security Advisor has n- never been this important since Henry Kissinger before he was Secretary of State. Uh, here is uh, Jake Sullivan in September of last year. And this this, this is... Um, this is a, his uh, September 10th, 2001 moment. This is him declaring to the Middle East, it's a, it's a glass pond is what it is. It's- the war in Yemen is in its 19 month of truce. For now, the Iranian attacks against US forces have stopped. Our presence in Iraq is stable. I emphasize for now because all of that can change. And the Middle East region is quieter today than it has been in two decades. <clears throat> Four months later, I would argue that we've not seen a situation as 
as dangerous as the one we're facing now across the region since at least 1973. Uh, that's your Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken. I, I sense they don't see eye to eye uh, uh, about that sort of thing. But uh, anyway, busted, bro. Back in a second, AM 770 KTH. KTDH, uh, Brian Suits here. Well, the, the, the newborn orca calf from the J-Pod, which is my favorite pod, uh, has not been seen in a couple weeks, so the thinking is that it's dead. They have a, they have a pretty high uh, mortality rate amongst their infant orcas. Hasn't been seen in quite a while, and so they're, they're going to chalk it up as, as a deaden on that one. But uh, I, don't, I don't know how long it takes for, how long does a killer whale gestate? Long, long time? Uh, at least. Um, like an elephant or something? Uh, Oregon is rethinking its drug decriminalization. This is a editorial in today's Wall Street Journal. Democrats seek to reinstate criminal penalties as addiction, overdose, deaths, and homelessness soar. And by the way, um, I believe Portland still leads us, led us last year in homicide. They certainly led us in uh, homeless uh, ODs, which... If you're taking fentanyl, that's not overdosing. It's just poisoning yourself. So there's a there's no there's no safe dosage um, on the the fentanyl, uh, as it were. And so um, it's all poison. In the year 2020, 58 percent of Oregonians supported Measure 110, which effectively decriminalized drug use, including heroin, oxy, meth. And others now, including fentanyl. But in August, a survey by Emerson College found that 56% of Oregonians now want to repeal the measure, and Democrats are feeling the political heat. Um, so yeah, don't expect. So that's that's them, by the way, hitting the button. If anybody in your immediate hearing range proposes, you know, if we just decriminalized them, you know, there wouldn't be that big of a deal. You know, there would be there'd be less arrests. There'd be less people in jail. Just hit them with a two-by-four or something, or or drop them out of the common sense tree and hope they hit uh, all the branches on the way down uh, or something. So uh, people are asking, well, where are you getting this real-time intelligence about American aircraft movements and all that? Well, the the website, I'll, 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 uh, for instance, right now I'll on Dark Secret Place on Twitter, formerly Twitter, I'll tweet out the current location of the Sultan of Oman 747. The Sultan of Oman, Haitham bin Tariq, was meeting in London with uh, Rishi Sunak and other British defense officials because um, he he's all about forward-basing British troops in Oman. Uh, Oman's no stranger to British ground troops and RAF and, and the rest of it. So, but anyway, he's winging, winging his way back to Oman. He's, he's like everyone else right now. He's going around Syria, and he's in the royal... Is his Royal Majesty's 747 
Um, and uh, it's uh, I have its registration and all that. And they're over Turkey. So I'm going to copy link and send that out. And you too can follow the the Sultan of Oman's journey back to Oman. Because what's, what's happening right now behind the scenes? <clears throat> because, you know, Putin, uh, Putin, uh, Biden, the foreign policy genius, is all about denouncing your coalition and making his own coalition. But the deal is the line to get a piece of the action to bomb Iran, you'd, you'd have to get in line behind Israel and every Gulf Arab state, except maybe Qatar. The problem with us basing aircraft in Qatar is that Qatar is the most Iran-friendly Arab uh, Sunni uh, state. And the other Gulf Arab states can't figure it out. I mean, well, they, they, they know that the Qataris just don't dig them, uh, just aren't that into them as much as they are the Iranians. But regardless, uh, the Gulf Arab states, if they don't want to actually have pilots and cockpits doing the dropping of the bombs, uh, they they want to Venmo us the money to do it. But we're getting green lights from all of them. Um, we're getting green, green lights for an extended thing, too, including, by the way, forward deployment of American ground combat troops. So uh, that's what's happening. And that's why the, the Sultan of Amman flies to London. You know, it's he he's he's hearing what they can do for him, and he that he's all about that uh, because there is a super secret open source um, facility. There's an island off of Oman called Goat Island. <laughs> but no, no, it's it's not the resort you're thinking. Uh, it's called Masira or or Goat Island, and it is effectively a forward American base. Uh, runways can take C-17s. F-18s, you know, whatever, the whole thing. But it really looks like it's being geared up to uh, support a, a long-term. I mean, by long-term, my my metric is two weeks, day after day after day campaign to make uh, Iran feel the pain for, for what they did, uh, killing three Americans. And, uh, and, and to deter them, that's the important part, to deter them from doing it any tomorrow or later today or, or whatever. So that, that's that's what what you learn um, by, and this is by the satellite tracking that aircraft that are in commercial airspace have to broadcast their location, altitude, speed, heading, and all that, and that's what it does. And so it is uh, the adsexchange.com, uh, adsbexchange.com. But I'll tweet out a link to the Sultan's plane, and then you too can follow his. Boy, and by by the way, my God, it's it's not a Gulfstream; it's a seven forty seven. He's, it, I mean, it, it, it looks like a, a harem plane or something. It looks like Snoop Dogg is in this thing. The interior of it, I don't know who did it, but, I mean, they, like, finished Trump's townhouse in Manhattan and, and went out the Sultan's plane. How can I get off the ground with all that gold? It, it might be plating. But, anyway, it's a luxurious plane. It's uh, all the 747 that an, an oil uh, shake can buy. And and then by the way, it's a it's a extendo like a seven forty seven eight, you know, one of those. So, so did I get more into uh, how Joe Montana? If you don't know it, Joe Montana is a pot baron. Um, he, his twenty six companies, and marijuana is just as legal in this country as it is. Um, I mean, this state as it is in California, um, but. Personally, growing marijuana in your background for the purpose of selling it is—I'll check it, but I know it's not a misdemeanor. Um, the slaughter between the cartels that erupted last week in California 
uh, six people machine gunned, their pot stolen, and then they poured gas in the bodies and burnt them anyway. Uh, that's because uh, in California there was an initiative to decriminalize. Uh, you know, on the one hand, you have to jump through all these hoops to sell legally, like like they do here in this state, right? And then you can't even bank because the federal government doesn't like legalized pot. Um, in California, they changed it from a felony to a misdemeanor. That's why the cartels grow. That's why they, they have all these huge industrial grows physically in California because best they can do is illegal possession of an AK-47 and a felony misdemeanor for growing weed. On the legal side, you have to be as rich as Joe Montana to get licensed. And also the fact that the disincentive, the fact that you only get a misdemeanor, that, that's all you need. You know, why go through the trouble and the lawyers and all that to get license? You you just do it amateur in your backyard, grow 50 plants, and it's a, it's a uh, like it's stinking up the neighborhood ticket. It's a misdemeanor. But anyway, in 2019, Montana's venture capital firm Liquid, Liquid 2 Ventures was an early investor in a startup, in a weed startup called Nabis, N-A-B-I-S. Uh, a cannabis distribution company. Now, but between the 26 various companies, and because they do edibles um, and and all that, uh, they're worth uh, on the market about a billion dollars. He, Joe Montana, is getting a piece of 22 percent of all the legal weed sold in California. But the problem is, um, because they don't enforce a law on the illegal weed, that's how you get the incident like last week. When you find the six guys burnt out in the desert, in the high desert, because they grew illegally. There was no one stopping them. And then then you got to sell. You, you have to sell to the uh, cartel guys. You have to trust the guys that you're growing illegal weed for who show up with AK-47s at the, at the, at the buy. And they're sitting there in the middle of the desert. There's no witnesses. You've got a Dodge Caravan full of recently harvested weed. They have $500,000 cash, or at least they say they do, but they show up, and they've all got AK-47. So guess what you're out of? You're out of the weed, and you're out of uh, life. Uh, so uh, uh, there, there is that. All right, uh, back in a second. Elon Musk, I don't know how much I believe this, but the so-called Neuralink chip has been implanted in a human, um, and we'll sift through that, plus... Is there such a thing in Anchorage up up in Alaska? They're describing it as a pandemic of snow, which please stop. It's like adding gate to every scandal or something. You can't catch snow. Snow is not a virulent communicable disease. There's no epidemic of gun violence and there's no pandemic of snow uh, in Alaska. Because if, if so, I'd like to catch some. All right. Uh, back in a second. AM 770 KTTH.